0: You are now listening to Men of March, presented by StudentUnionSports.com. And welcome back to the Men of March podcast. It's the final four edition. We are, man, it's going to be a party in New Orleans. Wish we can be there for Blue blood programs or three blue bloods and I guess Villanova, I guess I'll call them a new blood. Um Duke, North Carolina, Kansas Villanova. We couldn't ask for much like a much better, better two matchups for Final Four Saturday.
1: We could have gotten the Peacocks. That would have been fun, wouldn't it?
0: Peacock, peacocks versus Coach K.
1: Yeah. The P a 15 seat ending Coach K's career would have been hilarious.
0: It would have been hilarious. And what a run from St. Peter's. It kind of sucks that they were blown out in the last game of the Elite Eight. It would have been a much better if, if it would have been a more, a more of a dramatic finish. But what Coach Holloway did in that run, man. Got to clap it up for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, North Carolina was really impressive. They were just awesome in the uh, regional in Philadelphia. They were so, so good. So, good on them. They were in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. yeah uh, so, good, good on them. Uh, Armando Baycott, really good. Backcourt, really good. And now they'll move on to face Duke. So, Has, no. has there been a team that you've seen play,
0: like a, the dramatic improvement under a first-year coach from a team based on how they're playing in January, early February, on the bubble, then in the water, and based on how they're playing right now? and the Sweet 16 heading into the Final Four. Have you seen – have we seen the first, a dramatic jump from a team like this with a first-year head coach in
1: Huber Davis? Not that I can remember. I, uh, I'm i trying to think here a little bit just, like, off the top of my head, and I don't think there's one with a first-year head coach now.
0: Or even just in general, even without, like, a first-year head
1: coach. Uh, I'm, not your, I'm not sure if uh, – I'm going to go back to 2014 Kentucky here. I think that's the, like, most similarly profile one. Obviously, the twenty fourteen Kentucky team had pros with Julius yeah. Randle, and I'm not sure that North Carolina has a guy on that level, but that's the one that I can think of where I was like, well, they were ranked at the start of the season. We've always thought they had the talent, and now they're just putting it together at the very, very right time so yeah Caleb love he's he's been
0: phenomenal. he's everything that we thought he was coming into his college career. He's peaking. Armando Baycott is seems he's like he's unstoppable and then Remy Davis is playing his best ball of his, of his career as well. And Brady Manic, man, can't, can't forget about Manic. I don't think he'd miss a three all tournament.
1: He did that last year to Mizzou too, in the tournament. he likes to shoot in the, in Mark Madness. He's a good basketball player. Ugh, Brady Manic, has been in college. He might be older than me.
0: He might be. He probably is.
1: He might be older than me. I don't know. That says a lot.
0: So yeah, he's a, He's a, call, he's a college basketball lifer. He gets, a, he gets at least one more game. Um, let's talk, who was the team? We saw North Carolina dominate St. Peter's. But what was another matchup that stood out to you in the lead eight?
1: Or- Dude beating the hell out of Arkansas. I wasn't expecting that at all. We talked about uh, the games on Saturday afternoon. The Elite Eight, and I thought that Arkansas was going to win that game. I thought they had the matchups to do it. I thought they had the perimeter guys to do it. And Duke, they kind of went back and forth a little bit in the first ten minutes, but Duke did a really nice job separating themselves at the end of the first half. Chris likes man. Were you watching that game? Yeah, I was
0: watching at the bar with with an Arkansas first half bet, and I think Chris likes. I I
1: couldn't believe, like, I don't know if it would have mattered for the first half bet, but just like, we're down nine. The shot clock is off or matches up completely. And with the way college basketball works, the clock's going to run out as long as you take a shot with three-ish seconds left. Chris Likes takes an off-balance three with nine seconds left that had no chance of going in. And then Trevor Keels goes down at the other end and knocks down a three from 30 feet out. And it was just like, it really just happened? Like, there's no way that could have happened. Well,
0: he was horrible
1: that entire two-minute stretch. Yeah, and Jalen Williams going out with foul trouble at that stretch didn't help matters at all. It was a four-point game when he left, but still. Uh, Arkansas, they didn't feel like they were – well, it ended up being like a 17-point margin of victory, right? I'm going to go look this up right now. Because I can't really kind of block it. It was 20.
0: So, but, yeah, I don't think Arkansas – Duke's been playing as close – to their ceiling as any team in this tournament
1: it only ended up being 78 69 that's wild all okay. right well yeah okay oh. well, closer closer than i thought it was but still like i mean they closed it at, down at the end of the game it was never that close the whole second half and Jalen williams getting uh, getting caught with two fouls was definitely a big part of that and duke's playing really well so i think you go into the final four with duke being the favorite deservingly so yes so that was the th- that was the team that stood out to me over uh, the elite eight weekend yeah i think kansas that's a- remy martin has
0: been really impressive uh just for me it's a guy who is the conference player of the year the way he's playing coming off the bench It's been really efficient Abaji was very good against Miami in the second half. He willed his team. We, we saw the best of McCormick, too. He dominated inside. He'll get a tougher match matchup with Villanova. Uh, Miami didn't have a big to guard him. So, yeah, I was really impressed with Kansas in the second half. They're down six and ended up winning by twenty six just yeah. absolutely obliterated Miami in the second half there. A
1: huge part of that was foul trouble too. Like Miami is just not a deep team at all. And for Wardenberg to go out with, I think it was like nine minutes left, a really dumb play again, fouled like a three-point shooter as the shot clock was running down. That was a really dumb play too. And then they had another guy that was deep in foul trouble the whole second half, first half. So Miami, just as soon as those guys started getting the whistles blown on them, there was no chance for them to stay with Kansas, especially as good as they were playing.
0: And let's talk about the Villanova, my Wildcats.
1: <laughs> Your Wildcats beat my Cougars. Houston shot one of 20 from the three-point line. I could, I, that was terrible.
0: Colin Gillespie didn't hit a three either, man.
1: That was a gross basketball game. You only thought it could get better from there in the Elite Eight, right? Isn't that what we thought? Yeah, Villanova, uh, Houston was scrappy.
0: They were trying to beat Nova up, and... Villanova is able to play their own game with them. Uh, Jermaine Samuels, he's been, he's another guy who's peaked in the tournament, had 16 and 10, but the best player on the floor, which is pretty crazy. Like, if you, out of all of, out of Kyler Edwards, Tazay Moore, Justin Moore, and Colin Gilepsy, like, Jermaine Samuels being the best guy, something I didn't really expect in that game, but the, the storyline there is Justin Moore tearing his Achilles with in the final minutes of the game. Tough for the, super tough break for Villanova there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just sad to watch because it was not very – there was not very much time left when he did that. The game was going towards its end, and, you know, you hate to see a guy that is so integral to a Final Four team go down, especially with a serious injury like that. Uh, fun note on Houston-Villanova. I definitely didn't say that Kyler Edwards looks like everything that comes out of his hand is going in on our last podcast. That and then, he, proceed, and then he proceeded to shoot 0 of 8 from the three-point line. That, that, I, people are going to try and tell us that I said that, and I don't know if I did. Anyways, 1 of 12 from the field. So 1 of 12 from the field, 0 of 8 from three. Terrible, as Charles Barkley would say.
0: Just don't tell Houston fans that you uh, jinxed them there.
1: I didn't do anything.
0: The Men of Marsh jinx is powerful.
1: It's very – it's extremely powerful. It does exist.
0: It, it Absolutely. So, but once I start talking great uh, – once I stop talking great about Duke, man, they're in the final four. So, you know. Yeah. I thought it really, really strong rain for Coach K. I might – I might just – just, you know, for all the Coach K haters, I might just say Duke might win this whole thing, and you know what that means. So,
1: Are you trying to pull the reverse jinx on yourself? (laughs) Could be. Never fails. Never fails right there.
0: But excited for this Final Four. Like New Orleans, they're going to have the slam dunk contest and the three-point contest tomorrow. That was cool. But before we get into the Final Four, let's talk about the game that happened yesterday. Um, We had the NIT, but just kind of looking ahead, the McDonald's All-American game. Couple guys from Duke. That were in they're committed to Duke under John Shire Derek Lively Lively the number one overall player in the country kind of looked apart physically um anybody jump out to you jump out to you
1: uh Dylan Mitchell uh is going to Texas jumps off the like with a group of just like athletes that in the McDonald's All-American game it can be hard to just stand out athletically sometimes Dylan Mitchell stood out athletically Uh, He didn't shoot the ball a whole bunch, but on the break, it was very evident that he was among the best athletes in this class. Uh, Derek Whitehead's ability to shoot, they were talking about him on the broadcast like he kind of was a slasher guy, and he came out and made three threes in the first five minutes of the game. I thought his jumper looked like among the best in the uh, class. Uh, Jairus Walker going to Houston. Couldn't tell if he was trying harder than anyone else or if he was more athletic than everyone. But nonetheless, in the game, he showed out pretty well. And then Anthony Black, who committed to Arkansas on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday during the Power Aid Jam Fest. No, Monday during the Power Aid Jam Fest. So today's Wednesday. Uh, his passing ability is nuts. What Arkansas has next year, if Jalen Williams comes back, is going to be pretty wild. So those were just a couple of guys that I liked a lot. Yeah, I think
0: Anthony Black, he really caught my eye. And, yeah, Eric Musselman. He's, they didn't make it to the final four, but if they return some of the guys, if he can get a couple guys, more guys in the portal, or just return just Jalen Williams, it's they're gonna be stacked next year.
1: They got my boy Travon Brazil today, and uh, you know, Mizzou Twitter was very happy to see their brightest spot from the season transfer from Missouri to Arkansas. They were very excited to see that. The, oh, Mizzou basketball fans. The Tiger the tiger faithful were not happy at all on the internet today. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But going
0: on, we had the NIT, too. Xavier advancing in Texas A&M advancing. I don't think anyone missed a shot in the, the second half of the Xavier-St. Bonnie game. Both teams were shooting over 70%. Kind of a fun game. Uh, the St. Bonnie seniors couldn't bring the championship home. but. That's crazy. I don't think I've seen a team bus thousands of students to an NI to Madison Square Garden for the NIT final How,
1: how far away is Olean from uh, MSG? Because it's like a, like, like a four-hour drive. That's not bad. You're going to the NIT. It's Madison Square Garden. So that was that was kind of kind of cool. Yeah, and then in the second semifinal, Texas A&M just destroyed Washington State. What uh, could have been? I, with A&M yeah but, I still I still don't think I, don't, I mean like they lost eight straight games in the SEC they were four and nine in quadrant one like even after the SEC tournament and it was just like well I don't know
0: well I think the NIT does have some value for these young teams because it's a building block you know yeah they're gonna bring a lot of these guys back they're gonna remember um what they did late in the year and Buzz Williams is a guy that's going to drill them, make them work harder in the offseason. It's going to carry over. And what's going to be a talented, um, the SEC is going to be talented once again. So,
1: yeah. And the same thing goes for Sean Miller. I mean, you know, I still like, I still think that no matter how it ended at Arizona, that Sean Miller is probably still one of the better coaches in college basketball. So, just like him getting to see what the Xavier team can be going into the offseason, there's going to be some graduation there for sure. I mean, Paul Scruggs, I guess, is already out. But there's going to be some graduation there, and I'm sure he'll dip into the transfer portal a little bit. But I think Sean Miller is going to do some very nice things with the Xavier Musketeers. And it will be a very entertaining final
0: tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Texas a and Xavier. I have Texas A&M winning that game. But I bet against Xavier for the last month, so I could be wrong again. So, I like the Aggies there.
1: I think Xavier has the size to give Texas A&M some trouble. I thought Washington State had the same thing, but I don't know. I like Xavier there.
0: So we'll go head to head. Hey, I might, I might jump on the jump on the Xavier train, but who knows?
1: Four and a half is a big number. So Xavier's four and a half point favorites or Texas A&M is? I haven't looked. I a four and a half point favorite. That's a lot of points. Give me the Musketeers.
0: But we'll go. Fast forward to the games on Saturday, Kansas, Villanova, Villanova, a four-point dog. I think the total here is like around 130, 129-ish, very low total. What do you – what sticks out to you in this game?
1: Uh, Kansas's depth against Villanova's. I'm of the belief that when that depth is overrated to a degree. Wait, what you say the total was? I, I'm
0: i double checking it right now, but well, when I checked earlier in the day, it was at 130, but I saw as low as 129.
1: Ken Palm has it as 139. That's a huge discrepancy, I feel like. Yeah, I, have, I
0: might have misread it. it well. I know Sorry. it was abnormally low. No, 132.
1: Yeah, that feels, uh, I don't know, if you like Villanova, I think that total probably makes sense and even going below that just because they're going to do everything they can to slow the game down like we saw them do against Houston take Kansas's athletes out of place uh I think Kansas has more guys who can hurt uh Villanova than Houston did uh David McCormack inside is kind of maybe a little better than Josh Carlton Remy Martin is I think more talented than any guard that Houston had in his ability to break you down I think Oche Obagi is a little more versatile and athletic as a kind of perimeter player than um, Tyler Edwards. And then Christian Braun and is a little more refined than Tajay Moore. I don't think they're going to be as undisciplined. I think they're going to be more experienced than Houston was. I like Kansas. Minus four.
0: Minus four. I think this game's a little closer. I would – I would probably be heavily on Villanova if Justin Moore was on the floor, but I can't. I I don't know if I can doubt this Villanova team anymore. Uh, They like to play isolation defense, they switch everything. I think the only guy, Samuels, is a guy that can guard one through four, one through five. I think the only guy I'm really worried about on Kansas is Remy Martin being able to take advantage of those
1: switches. You he will. Um, he's been the best player in the tournament. I can't believe it, but he's been the best player in the tournament. And it's like
0: one of those things, like, if this was ASU Remy Martin, I'd be very – like, I would be very happy with him taking 20, 2019 shots, but the way he's playing now, like – those 18 shots, he can make 10 of them. I can see him making – I can see him going off. I actually like his point total. Is at 12 and a half right now, so I like that going over. But I'll take Villanova. I think Colin Jay Wright, he just, he just wins in March. Day. I think depth's a little overrated when you get into a it tournament is, like but, this.
1: but, like, how many – how, like, long can you just run five guys? Because they just don't have – they have no one. They have – Arki Chris Arcadiacino and they have Brian Antoine. Brian Antoine used to be a five-star, was a five-star in the class, uh, in the same class as Justin Warren, J.R.R.M.I. Robinson, or all. He's done nothing for Villanova in almost three seasons. The Athletic did a really nice article about him today and what kind of opportunity he has. But they're going to have five guys playing the majority, majority of those minutes.
0: You know, he didn't, he didn't hit the transfer portal, man. He's been ingrained in that program. Ready to go. Oh, boy. I like Villanova. Oh, sure. They're going to slow the pace. I trust them to make timely shots. Caleb Daniels has been playing really well. I'll take Villanova. Although Kansas and Duke would be a great national championship game, I think Villanova spoils that a little bit, and they get past Kansas here.
1: Uh, another thing that the more injury does is rob them of a ball handler. It's going to be all Gillespie. And I think Dewan Harris has the capability to make life hard on Colin Gillespie. So that's another reason that I like Kansas. Dewan Harris is a really good defender. He's long, he's athletic, he's Columbia, Missouri made. So give me the Jayhawks. But that's the undercard. The Don't main know he- event of the evening.
0: So we have the main event. Five forty nine. Are the times like five forty nine? That's good for me on the Pacific Time Zone, but seven forty nine. Kind of a late start
1: time for it'll be nine o'clock in good old New York City where I'll be. So, ooh, watching the Final Four in the Big Apple.
0: Yes, sir. But Duke North Carolina. What what else is there to say? You know, it's North Carolina Duke in the
1: Final Four. Uh, it's the best thing we could have asked for as college basketball fans. Maybe the most annoying as well, if you don't like the ACC elitism that often people are guilty of. But uh, Duke, North Carolina, it's a rubber match this season. Hubert Davis can really end Coach K's career. He already ended his career with a loss at Cameron Indoor, and now he can just end it for good. Uh, It's so funny. It would be so great if North Carolina – not great. It would be so funny if North Carolina won. All time hilarious.
0: I had Duke, North Carolina money line, North Carolina money line at Cameron for the same reason. Is there good, bias aside, is there good reasoning to take them to win here? North Carolina? Yeah.
1: No. Uh, Duke is playing too well, I think. I, I, you're going to come back to me and say North Carolina is still peaking. I agree with that. I think Duke's best is better than North Carolina's best. Still. Uh, the way Jeremy Roach is playing in the backcourt, the way Paolo's playing, uh, Mark Williams is going to I think at least be able to neutralize Armando Baycott a little bit. So, I like the Blue Devils. I think that I like the Blue Devils plus, uh, minus four and a half too.
0: I like Duke here too. I, I, I wasn't going to rebuttal you. I usually, I can't Take, fa- I hate taking favorites,
1: but yeah. I, I love what Hubert Davis has done with this team with North Carolina. Uh, obviously, they've improved a lot as the season's gone on. Caleb Love and RJ Davis are playing better than they have their whole careers. Leaky Black is still good. Brady Manick is still good. I just think Duke matches up with them really well. You know, they don't have a guy that Armando Baycott's going to bully inside. They can rotate Mark Williams and Theo John and kind of just Bruce with Armando Baycott. Wendell Moore is a good defender. Jeremy Roach and Trevor Keels are both guards that they can play with RJ did- and uh, Caleb Love. It's just like, I think Duke is just better and deeper at every spot on the floor.
0: Yeah, they have five first-round picks, and they're all playing well. I think mean, this is the best Adrian Griffin has played all year, too. Shooting-wise, Paul is right. a done.
1: Yeah, which like the uh, ace in the hole, I feel like for North Carolina, this tournament has been able to put Leaky Black on whoever Brady Manick, like just put Leaky Black as just like a fire outage because he's just such a great defender and he's just a versatile player. And you're not going to be able to do that with Duke. And you know, I don't mm -hmm. think Coach K is going to let him lose again. No, which just feels like poor, just like. It just feels like a fallacy, but I like Duke here a lot.
0: I like Duke in the first half, and I like the over. I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored. One fifty-one is a high number, but I think there's a good chance to get over it. And North Carolina, they're gonna have to push the pace. They're gonna have to score in transition, and Duke can score and scores in transition. Knows the, how to score in transition as well. I think North Carolina's defense finally gets exposed here in the tournament.
1: I agree with that. They haven't played a team that's capable of exposing their – I mean, Baylor, yeah, but they were limited in the backcourt and in the frontcourt. UCLA, eh, they've been playing slow the whole season. And then St. Peter's obviously just didn't have the length or athleticism to match up with the Tar Heels. So,
0: I think there's a big number. Entertainment factor, I think Duke and Kansas – That'd be a great. That would be a great oh,
1: final. I mean, everyone's going to be rooting for a Duke Kansas final, like network wise, for C- for CBS. That's going to draw the maximum ratings. Uh, that would be a great, great championship game.
0: Although Duke Villanova wouldn't be a bad consolation prize either.
1: Eh, I think. Yeah, you're right, but I think Duke would have their way with Villanova, especially without Justin Moore.
0: And or even a rematch of Villanova, North Carolina. Rematch of the
1: oh. uh, I'm I'm you got anything else?
0: No, I think that's it. Um okay. I'm on Villanova. You're on Kansas. We're both on Duke. I'm on Duke over. I like Remy Martin's over points. Um we'll probably tweet out prize picks. I think I like Caleb Love. On prize picks as well, I think it's at 15 and a half points. I think that's a lock. Andrew Griffin over. Who do you think Leaky Black's gonna be on, though? If, do you think they're gonna put him on one
1: Moore? more? I think they're gonna start him on one. Uh, Black's like they could start him on Paulo. like there's no way they're gonna break. I think he starts on, uh, yeah, probably one no more. Has North Carolina played zone at all this year? No, that's a genuine question. Because I couldn't remember if they have.
0: Maybe it's Miami when they got torched.
1: I don't know how, like, just with their personnel and who they play, I don't know how North Carolina stopped Duke. Even when they won, I mean, they still gave up. I'm finding the schedule right now. They still gave up 81 points. I don't think they're scoring 94 points again. 54% from the field. I, I just don't, I don't see it. Was Apollo was 11 of 26 that game. He's not playing that bad again. So,
0: yeah, give me Duke. But well, it'll be a great Final Four match, Final Four weekend. Looking forward to it. There, although, it might be a ref show. Bro Borowski will be on one of the games, so.
1: I hope it's the, if it's going to be a game, I hope it's a, uh, the Villanova Kansas game. We don't need North Carolina Duke being a free throw contest, and with eleven minutes left in the second half.
0: So I don't know how he keeps on getting Final Four. So, but that's it is what it is. So that's it. That's all we have. Be a great Final Four matchup. We'll have a podcast dedicated to breaking down the championship game before awesome. Monday. Yep. And until then, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. Right.